0: It is the 8th of October 2014. Welcome back to Connected. This is episode 8. My name is Mike Hurley. I am joined by Mr. Stephen Hackett and this episode is brought to you by our friends at lynda.com where you can instantly stream thousands of courses created by industry experts. For a free trial, visit lynda.com slash connected and hover. Simplified
1: domain management.
0: Hello, Stephen.
1: Hello, Michael. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? I
0: am very well. Stephen Hackett, where is Federico Vatici? What have you done with him? He is away today. Is that the best you've got for me?
1: Oh, it's not any of my business to share his business uh. for him. No, Federico just had something come up. So. He's not dead. Why does uh. it always go to death with you? <laughs> Follow-up. Wow, we're, we're st- jumping right in. Uh, you know, it's, it's enough. If Federico's
0: here, there's just no fun. So we may as well just get straight to business.
1: I'm all about getting straight to business, Mike. Okay. Federico is a monster and made people use the Twitter app is the exact quote in our show notes. It's pretty
0: true. I mean, even he said today that all week he's been getting tweets, which I've seen some of, um, of people trying out the official Twitter app because of our episode last week.
1: Yeah, as did I. I tried it again. And then I was sad again. So I think the moral of the story is that the Twitter app is bad and Federico should feel bad for telling people to use it.
0: I use the official Twitter app when I want to just check something but don't want to ruin my tweet bot preservation state. What does that mean? So everybody in the world knows that I get notifications and such and such like. Sometimes I want to reply to a tweet that I've just seen come in but if I go into TweetBot and scroll to that tweet, then it's going to ruin everything. So I go to the Twitter app and reply. Like today, for example, where, I'm not kidding, I had maybe five or six hundred uh, app mentions. Insane day. Thank you, everyone. Uh, I There was a couple that I saw that I wanted to reply to quickly, so I saw those come in via notification when my phone was not melting. And I just went into the official app
1: and did it. That is insane. (laughs) Wait, why why was today a big day for you?
0: I just understand why I started getting lots of notifications on my Mac. Because Stephen in the chat room has told everybody
1: to follow and unfollow me. uh, So if you're listening to the show now, not live... Please unfollow and refollow iMike, I-M-Y-K-E. I still do that to Matt Alexander sometimes, when I know he's looking at Twitter just to poke at him. It's fun. So what did you do today? We should talk about this because uh, you and I co-founded Relay. Yep, and I quit Relay. Wait. (laughs) (laughs) That's not what we agreed on. Ah, no. So so if if people don't know, mm, you have quit your jobby job. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Today, uh, I quit my job. And...
0: I, there is a whole big story, but this isn't the show for those sort of stories. Oh, I have a show about feelings. I do. It's called Analog, and and on the episode Not that we record th- tomorrow, which we will record live. If check the schedule, if it's still Thursday for you, um, otherwise it will be out on Sunday. Um, and I I, th- I just want to go through and talk through the whole sort of process yesterday that led me to make that decision.
1: There's an interesting story about shoes. Hmm. Well, I'm I'm excited for you. I'm I, I'm I know you've wanted to do it for a long time, five years. <laughs>
0: uh, I'm I'm terrified, and I'm super excited. And if you would like to sponsor Relay FM, please go to relay.fm/sponsor. Uh, that is the thing to do. Uh, if you cannot personally sponsor because you don't have a product or service, send this page relay.fm/sponsor to a company that you enjoy and ask them to sponsor instead
1: or start a business just so you can sponsor
0: us that's also a fine we are perfectly happy with accepting sponsorships from shell companies
1: <laughs> that's all that's all it <laughs> really is so <laughs> back to twitter and tweetbot um duncan music on twitter at duncan music uh get sent a couple tweets in and one of them talks about timeline sync which we really didn't touch on but if you use Twitterific on iOS and the Mac or Tweetbot on iOS and the Mac your tweets all sort of when things work line up where you know like you said you don't want to mess that up if I'm at a tweet from 2 hours ago and I open tweetbot on my Mac the scroll positions will be the same more or less and apparently the regular Twitter app doesn't do that which is sad um and so that is a uh, that's a thing that happens yeah i mean i love the iCloud syncing on TweetBot.
0: Um I've used Tweet Marker on twitterific and on TweetBot, but the iCloud one is super, super good. Um yeah, big big
1: fan of it. Me too. Um the as someone who, you know, I go back and forth between devices a lot during the day, like it's that's a really important feature to me. I think to I think to a lot of people. Um but then Duncan Music tweeted something that cannot be unseen, where <laughs> there was a, su- a suggested tweet that um, I wouldn't. I guess the image is probably not safe for work, depending on where you work. Um, but definitely not something that I would would want to ever look at on my computer. A it's sug- not good.
0: Suggested tweet. Oh my word! What is happening here? Why would you? Why would you do this? It's basically a gentleman, not. Would- Nick Jonas from the Jonas Brothers, brothers Basic, Jonas, basically almost naked. Mm-hmm. So is that? If that's what you desire, um, then it's in the show notes for you. Where can people find the show
1: notes, Stephen? Relay. Dot. FM. Slash. Connected. Slash.
0: Eight. I could basically now take that and just drop that into every episode because you cut it up enough that I could just. I don't know really why
1: I did that, but it was good
0: though. I mean, it's provided me with some something useful for the future. So if you ever never if you are ever not on a show now, I could just have you drop in to do the show notes link instead.
1: I but, would like to always. I like to always think that I'm always here in spirit when I'm absent, like I was uh, two weeks ago. But this would make me present physically but you will have to provide me with a selection of numbers so like 1 to 10 and then 20 30 40 50 60 70. that's a and you can slice them together uh-huh i i don't mean to tell you how to do your job but that seems like a lot of work nah i mean <laughs> totally <laughs> worth it Totes t- worth it i mean episode <laughs> 1 of this show
0: that was a lot of work um i could i'm sure federico could create like a python script that would just drop the numbers in anyway so
1: python's dead well, extensions. got to build extensions. I'm right? right. You have to build that in Apple Script to be a gentleman. Apple Script. They're talking about clowns in the chat room, which has gotten. Don't years. read it. Close it. Go away. <laughs> but they're talking. And I'll, someone thinks that. Uh, I don't know. Anyways, more Twitter tweet bot follow up. Uh, Matthew Casinalini. How would you say that? I would say Casanelli. Casanelli, yeah. Yeah, if Federico was here, he could say it. Seems Italian. Do you think that Twitter contacted TweetBot and told them to hold off for Fabric? Just a thought. Um, The thought did cross my mind, but I really don't think that, A, Twitter is really in the business of sharing things with third-party clients like this. Uh, Fabric, of course, being their rumored API, you know, change coming in the future uh, hold up what ipad version
0: the, the ipad uh, versions that exist, and they just updated the iphone version and also i mean this fabric thing is rumored like in the last couple of months tweet bot for ipad has not been here for yeah. a very very long time yeah and from i mean i've been kind of i've been thinking about the that tapbots post and i i I've, i reread it uh earlier today and and kind of for whatever reason, it didn't sink in properly. That they mentioned that they're bringing back a couple of new apps, and they seem to be cross-platform. So they may have literally just said, "Like we're going to work on something that makes more sense to us right now." But
1: yeah, so I mean, it's it's an interesting, interesting. idea for Matthew, but I don't I don't think that's what's gone on here. I but, don't uh, think
0: that Twitter care enough about Tweetbot. No. Like they would, Tweetbot would just have to get in line. Up, you know, and they're not going to be like, "Oh, please wait." they will just be like fabrics here now so deal with it like they're not going to be like oh please don't update wait they'll just let tweet let chatbots go ahead and do whatever it wants and then they'll say well now you have to use this instead so good
1: luck i think that's definitely how it goes down because twitter i mean it's just it's not important to them right like if it was they would be more helpful You know, like the multiple image thing. You know, it was late to third parties, and a lot of that is that third parties have to take time to implement it. But a lot of cases, there are things that the Twitter apps can do that third-party apps just can't do because the API calls are different. Because well, all of us on
0: Tweetbot, we are costing money. We make no money for Twitter. We make them no money. (laughs) It's true, right? That we don't see any of the ads. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, I was just kind of laughing the way you said it. We're just, a, um, we're just, we're just a cost. So, like, if fabric, if this fabric thing is because its ads are gonna be needed to be there, then such is life. Like, they'll just say, okay, this is here. You'll have to start showing promoted tweets, or you'll be killed. Like, not like, you know, like a life way. Just your <laughs>
1: API use will be killed. So, speaking about apps that kill people, the health app. Yeah. It's still a thing, I guess. I don't know. It's still in a folder for me. I'm not really using it. Are you really using it? <laughs> no. So, listener Derek wrote in. Um, so, we kind of talked about... Federico spoke about especially...
0: Federico made a very bold claim. Uh, that it was as bad as maps, right? I, I like, think he said it was worse than maps. Yeah. And, and
1: so, Derek disagreed. And if I had been... I agree with Derek, and I wish I thought of this on the show. So Derek says, iPhone Maps were a feature that existed for five years, and was something that people had come to depend on. Uh, and what Apple replaced it with was unusable for some people, and Google Maps wasn't, you know, didn't have the same footing as Apple Maps. And Hel- Health app is a feature that did not even exist until seventeenth uh, of September, and no one has had a chance to come on. Dep- come to depend on it yet. I don't see how they're equitable.
0: I don't agree with Derek and I agree more with Federico. I don't think and I'm gonna speak for Federico Vittici because I can do that. Um I don't think that he was saying that they're comparable maps and, and uh health because of because of the fact that people depended on it. It's not about like a dependency. It's not about people necessarily depending on the data. It's the fact that this is data you do not mess around with. Right. Like if you have health data, it doesn't start to disappear. It doesn't start to go wrong. Like if you delete an app from your iPhone and then that data leaves the health app, like that is messing around with data in a way that is not logical. doesn't make sense and Apple shouldn't be touching. And the other thing is like if you didn't like the iPhone maps, you just downloaded the Google Maps app. Like you just downloaded the app. There, there and there were alternatives there are mapping alternatives or you could go to like the map app but this stuff that goes into health it's all meant to like play together and show you this thing you can't download another app from the app store that pulls in all of the information that you have from all these other places and pulls them into one view but it's more about the fact that like don't don't mess around with that data that data should be untouched by apple and things should not be going wrong with it
1: yeah, I mean, I don't think Apple's touching it, but I definitely agree that if this thing is going to work, it's got to work perfectly, and it definitely is not right now. Uh, I tried just the other day to do um, Strava, the bike cycling app I use, has some authentication cross-tie stuff, and it like straight up just doesn't work. Like You hit the button, and you get bumped to the health app, and then it just sits there. It's like, um, let me try that again, and it just sits there. It's it's really shoddy, and we're going to talk, a little bit about iOS 8 and some issues around that. But I think the health app's got to be, Apple's got to get that right. You know, it's in 8.1, the betas. There's some notes about it. I think we we spoke about, but it's really ridiculous that it's in the state that it's in. I think. Yep. Next piece of follow-up is about you being a liar and needing a workflow to tell the truth. Do you just want to read this?
0: Well, I mean, this isn't even about this show, though. Oh, well, I did mention it on this show, didn't I? I think about the fact that I sent uh, ten thousand emoji balloons to Casey Liss.
1: he, actually, yeah,
0: I actually don't think we even spoke about it on this show. But I don't,
1: I don't know. Uh, life is blurry. This is follow up for Analog now.
0: Uh, for anybody that does listen to that show, or doesn't? I said that I sent ten thousand emoji balloons to Casey, I think I may have been talking about it actually in the essence of saying how useful the iPhone 6 Plus keyboard is who knows um, I mistakenly said I took 10 balloons, copied and pasted them 10 times copied and pasted them 10 times, etc, etc um, Brendan told me that I would then have thirteen thousand thirteen hundred and ten balloons and was very upset at me when what I should have said, which was what I actually did was I copied and pasted them 9 times so it gave me the addition to get to 10,000 I'm sorry, Brendan. I'm sorry, everyone.
1: Well, you're not a math professor. I'm not a professor at all. You could be. Professor of life. Professor of life. More follow up. You put this in. What's the deal with this Blink keyboard? So, um, Simon SC on Twitter
0: um, contacted me about this app called the Blink keyboard. It says I have a third party keyboard for the iPhone that does some interesting things in uh placement of keys. So it, this is very in theory like on the on the face of it is very useful for a 6 plus owner because it has two interesting parts. It does a split keyboard which you which I wanted. Um and it also does a one-handed keyboard where it kind of like squidges the um keyboard into the bottom right which squidges. is squidges squidges. I'm going with squidges. Um, I can't think, what else would you say? Like Squishes. It, squishes. I like squidges, though. I'm going to go with squidges. Um, it also has some cool emoji shortcuts where you can like hold down on the numbers and then it pops up a row of emoji and you can select from them. So all of this is very useful. Um, the way that you try and activate the keyboard splitting or moving is really weird. You kind of have to like swipe across the keys and it like worked one hour every three times. Like I just couldn't seem to get it to happen. But the problem with this application is it's like spammy and scammy. So it has some themes in it and to unlock the themes, you have to share it on social networks. Like, and the themes that are unlocked look terrible. Like the theme that just looks like the Apple keyboard... I have to share the Blink keyboard on Twitter (laughs) to get access to it. I wouldn't be surprised if this is why Simon SC sent it to me, you know? He just shared it with me on Twitter.
1: What if you talk about it on a very popular Apple podcast? Do you get new themes? Um, Well, I guess only if you talk about it positively, which I'm not. Uh,
0: I just, Just let me pay you, like developer of Blink. Let me pay you instead. Just let me pay you like 99 cents or $2. And I would potentially have used your keyboard. But now I have it sitting there on my phone, but it's going to be deleted. Keyboards, man. Keyboards are driving me crazy.
1: They're a pain in the rear
0: to oh use. Oh, my God. They're driving me so crazy because there's so many good ones, but I don't want to add any of them because... Right. So I'm using Emoji++, Plus, right? As you should. Because it's awesome. But the problem is now I have Emoji++ Plus Plus as my second keyboard. And then, so if I'm on the standard keyboard and I want to add an emoji, I press it and it takes me to the second keyboard. And I add my emoji. I press it again and it takes me to SwiftKey. Right, that's the third one. So that works as okay. a flow. But then I have Text Expander, and then I have the um, the one where you draw the pictures. What's the name of that one? I don't know. I wish you would stop using it. No, because it's so awesome. Um, I'm going to find it now because it's mm. it's going to be here somewhere. Um, the It's called ScribbleBoard and it's it's freaking amazing cuz i get to draw little pictures and send them to people but that means if i'm including I wanna, their servers right like they see what you're drawing me oh i just i i have no time for this fear that all of my keystrokes are being sent I'm trolling. like i just can't everybody just needs to stop just please just stop um the problem is not the apps the problem is the way that apple allows people to use anyway um so if I then am on Swift Key and I want to add an emoji, I have to then cycle through another four keyboards before I can use emoji again.
1: Yeah, it's it's not good. If I could just hold down on the globe button, why does it not? Why do they not allow access I, to the popover? It doesn't make
0: sense to me. Like it feels like it should be rectified by now. Maybe
1: it, maybe that's part of like Apple's keyboards have special access. Maybe that's part of it. But they should have have worked that um, that out. I, yeah, I'm. I'm not. I'm not a fan. I do. So my third-party keyboards are the same as yours, in the same order as yours, except for the scribble board.
0: So like wow. that clipsy. See clipsy, clips. I don't know why I call it clipsy. I don't know why I put a y on there. I think you're thinking of Clippy. No, no, no. Well, no yes, always. But the, <laughs> Federico reviewed that app Clips that he's been talking about for like six months
1: not familiar with his work
0: um and i'm really interested in using it because it's like a widget and a keyboard so there's like two parts of it you can use the widget you can use the keyboard and use them together and it does magical things but i don't want another keyboard because it adds another button press every time i want to add an emoji it's it makes me extremely sad it makes me very very sad
1: and it makes me sad as well it is because, nice, though. You know what would be looking. great?
0: Like, if all of the keyboards had the ability to use whatever it is the official keyboard is using. Because I'm not as accurate typing on any keyboard other than the Apple keyboard. Agreed. SwiftKey, I think, does the best job of like standard day to day typing, but it also has the swipe typing. But it doesn't do as such a good job of recognizing wherever I'm pressing the full stop button on the spacebar. But. What one thing that SwiftKey does do is you know, when you accidentally press N or B instead of space and it, you end up with this really long word, it's yes. much better at splitting up the words. I do that with peri-
1: the period in the in Safari. I yeah. always do, you know, like so I try to search for something and always has periods in between it.
0: So I have that problem in our Slack because Slack has the at and the hashtag key, but SwiftKey doesn't do a very good job of recognizing the full stop it does a much better job of um the of detecting the at symbol and the and the hash symbol recently i've enjoyed looking at federico's reviews right i'm just on this page here for clips and uh i realize why he sends me such random text messages these days it is for screenshots yeah like he sends me descriptions of applications and I'm like, that's interesting. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> and it's because yeah. he's using this uh, app. I yeah, guess.
1: that keyboard looks insane. I want to try this. I really want to try it on the iPad more. Like it seems more like I would work on the iPad. It's going to be really useful,
0: I think. So this, we're talking about clips again now. I think it could be really useful for stuff like when I'm building these documents. So I like to have both the copy of the... when we When we take a tweet from follow-up and we put it in show notes... Follow up. Ideally, I like to have the link to the tweet, but also what the person said. Put them both in. This will allow me to copy and paste both of those things in one go and then go over to the other app
1: and copy and paste yeah. them. I'd like to do it if I do a link list post on 5.12 with the Squarespace blog app, like to have the URL and whatever I'm going to block quote would be mm-hmm. handy. Or even the author's name. You know, Now I go back and forth three or four times.
0: Alright, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to do it again. I'm going to complain about Google again.
1: Wait, you're supposed to be the one who likes Google.
0: Why are the drive and docs apps and the sheets app why are they still, not, why are they still not updated? Gmail just, just got me. updated like two days ago. So did Chrome. So Chrome, I mean, I'm very happy that Chrome has been updated. And I love that There was like in the documents, I took a, I took a screenshot of it. I don't know if I kept it though, but their description in the uh, in the release notes was um, for Chrome better support for iPhone six. Like, is this? It's like they're basically saying this is not optimum what we have done. It's just better.
1: <laughs> it's we we had a couple
0: minutes. They do really need to rethink the UI though because. Yeah. Like many apps, like there's it's just, the worst. There's just too many things in the, on that top bar now, and I think that's what they're alluding to. I think a lot of navigation bars, especially in um, browsers and things, that stuff should go to the bottom. I know that will probably make you want to cry because it's not at the top, and that makes you really sad. But that sort Wait. of stuff, like a back <laughs> button in a browser or whatever, should be at the bottom. So I think we should be moving that stuff to the bottom of the screen. At the bottom of
1: the screen,
0: I'm really torn on it because I can't stand Safari on the on, on the iPhone. It yeah, it's hard to use. It drives me crazy that the the bar and all the all the like all the buttons disappear, and you have to like do some sort of mystery tapping action or swiping action to get them to come back. Like it drives me insane. I'm, I I don't know how people use it every day. Like I I can I just, just can't get it. Just Drink. And Chrome not. supports most of the extensions that I want to use. Why does Mail? I, I feel like Federica Vitić right now. I'm just I'm just ranting about all the things that have been annoying. Yeah. Me the last couple uh, of weeks. You're
1: not even. You're so off the reservation without document. I don't even know what's happening. I'm
0: just sharing all of my frustrations about iOS now. Um, why does Mail not have any extension support?
1: Like I have. Well, a it's link. on it's on the standard iOS share sheet, but you can't share out of Mail to other things. Yeah,
0: like if I get a link in mail i just want to be able to like put it in instapaper nope open safari first okay great thank you it's lame yeah
1: so topic zero today is pebble mm-hmm. which you own a pebble still yes pebble steel still i still mm-hmm. own a steel uh the pebble did get much better because someone made a pebble a 512 pixels pebble watch face
0: not just someone the one and only Rob Lewis. I've been yes. wearing wearing, yeah, I'll go with wearing. I've been wearing the five twelve pixels logo on my wrist for the past couple of days, and I'm happy to say that I like
1: it. Will you send will you put that picture in the show notes? Yes. That'd be really cool. That was not really the topic. It was just a fun byproduct. Topic is that I don't know if, Mike, have you heard that Apple's gonna do a watch? I am familiar with with
0: the Apple Fruit Company.
1: Yes, they make um Apple Fruits. Apple Fruits. So, Pebble has gone to the offensive. They have this site, uh, getpebble.com, and it is super weird because they're like, well, they've changed it now. Now it says breathe everyone, but. Uh, Previously, it said
0: breathe Johnny, didn't it?
1: Yeah, which is like super kind of aggressive, but I understand where they're coming from because they are dead. Well,
0: I. They're super dead. I liked. Um I like the way the rest of the page looks. I like the way it looks and feels. Like, it's got this fun, playful atmosphere, and and it's, like, pixel art, and it looks really cool and stuff. But yeah, it looks like a panic game. Yeah, but, like, no, you're thinking of Never Morgan. But, anyway, um, like, completely going out on the offensive, like, calling out Apple openly is too much.
1: Well, they backed off of it, so... Yeah. We didn't really did we really talk about what you're going to do? Are you going to stay with the Pebble or are you going to go Apple Watch?
0: I'm going to I'm going to get an Apple Watch. Like because it will do everything the Pebble does but better. Mhm. The only thing that I won't get is 7 days battery life. It's true. Like that's just it's it won't happen. Yeah. Um and my girlfriend wants an Apple Watch because she likes the idea of the way that we can talk to each other. Like I was telling her about, like the heartbeat sharing and the little yeah. messages and things, and she thinks it's nice. And I, I mean, I'm looking forward to sharing my heartbeat
1: with you. That's assuming I buy an Apple Watch.
0: I'll buy you one just so I can share
1: my heartbeat with you. Wow. Yep. So that timestamp that everybody. Okay. So the the real news though with Pebble, besides them being weird in their marketing, is that they have dropped their price. You can get a regular Pebble for a hundred bucks now, and you can get a Steel for two hundred bucks. And they've expanded their fitness tracking stuff, which is cool. But it, it, I don't know. Like I look at this and it's like Android Wear is coming from one side and Apple Watch is coming from the other side. I think there will be a place for Pebble. Like I don't think they're doomed, but I think it's going to be very hard for them to find where they are in the market. And my guess is that they're going to go like, hey, we're the low-cost alternative. Which which will work, I think, but they're not going to rule the roost the way they have the last several years. I think they need to take their
0: expertise in hardware development and design and um, make an Android Wear watch. Obviously throwing out everything that they're good for, you know, the e-ink screen, the battery life, but I don't think that they can continue much past this time
1: next year. Um, Is it weird that now I want to order one? Well, because I just said that. <laughs> well, because they're going to go away. Well, they've
0: just added a bunch of stuff, which is interesting, right? Like a fitness track. Yeah, board, and like know. part
1: of me, so I kickstarted the Pebble and had an original you know, Kickstarter edition. And at the time, it really didn't do very much. And I was really actually pretty hard on it like publicly like in my review and it does a lot more now and i'm kind of interested to see it from a what does a smartwatch do in 2014 sort of viewpoint and see if the things the type of things that it does are the types of things that i'm interested in with an apple watch so it's for me i kind of view it as like if i were to order one now is it like a test run for an apple device i think it's I think it's
0: interesting to use one because it, it sets your mind up into using a device like this. So the reason that I know I want the Apple Watch is because, it's as I say, it's going to do everything that I like like better. So, I mean, I really love my, um, my Pebble. I love the notifications. I love being able to just glance down at my wrist and see what's going on. Like, I'm a big fan of all of that. So having better integration with that and then also being able to maybe do some additional bits and bobs here and there, you know, have some apps and that sort of stuff. I'm excited to use all of that. And, like, I mean, it doesn't bother me too much that you have to have the phone and the watch in close proximity to work. Like, I don't... I from Just from my usage of, of a device like this, it doesn't really cause that much of a problem. My phone is always with me anyway, so it's like... right. You know, I can't imagine that even if the watch worked without the phone, that I would then start leaving my phone like in rooms a- across the building or something.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely the same way. Um, yeah, so we'll see. Uh, I'll let you know if I do this. Uh, I would advise. Weird. I would advise against it. Yeah, but like I'm also the guy who like used a Newton and. 2005
0: so yeah but you've already you know you already didn't like it i mean I, yeah, I no think...
1: i did and but my complaints were the limitation of the software and a lot of that has gotten a lot better with iOS 7 and 8 and as pebble has evolved i mean forget this was like over two years ago yeah yeah but i don't know we'll we'll see we'll see how it does um definitely not the orange one i can tell you that that's pretty
0: well you reviewed yours on march 19th 2013
1: so it's a year and a half ago. A year and a half ago. It was before but, I was seven.
0: Yeah, and it seemed like it did. They they made some significant changes, and the steel got a lot better. They updated the software. But the one good thing is that you can dismiss notifications now. But I mean, it's not incredible.
1: Yeah, and I would like you. I think really have it limited to what it's doing, notification wise. Yeah. Yeah, I do that.
0: I mean, but I get more notifications than most people choose to receive. It's true. Because I choose to keep things on that I shouldn't maybe keep on. It's true. Keep on keeping on. Keep on keeping on. Let's talk about our first sponsor for this week's episode of Connected, and that is our friends over at lynda.com. They are an easy and affordable way to help you learn amazing things. It can also help you out organizations as well. If you're an organization, you want to learn stuff. Go for it. And you can instantly stream thousands of courses created by experts on software, web development, graphic design, and so much more. Lynda can help you get your next project off the ground, right? If you're thinking about something cool that you're looking to do, maybe you want to create an app and you want to start from scratch learning C and Swift and all that sort of stuff, they can help you with all of that. And then maybe, you know, you want to learn some marketing skills so you can make your app Look great in the marketplace, right? You want to you want to create some awesome advertising. You want to make sure that your screenshots are great and all that kind of thing. You need to get into that mindset. You want to learn some business stuff. Linda can help you with all of that. Uh, Maybe you then want to set up a blog, right? You want to set up a website of your very own, like Mister Stephen Hackett, and do some awesome cool things. Well, they can help you learn how to do that. They can help you learn how to have a podcast. If you want to do something cool, or maybe you just want to learn better skills in some work that you're currently doing, you want to get an extra certificate to publish to your LinkedIn profile, which is something that they will that you can do with Linda, You can just go and sign up. They have courses in everything. They have courses in development. They have course courses in three D and animation. Maybe you want to make a game. They have courses in design, photography. Maybe you want a new hobby. Linda can help you with all of those things. They have over 100,000 video tutorials and they're available to you with just one low monthly price of $25. You can learn whilst you're on the go with their apps for iPhone, iPad and Android. I like to be able to maybe watch something on the bus or I like to be able to work on a project on my Mac whilst watching some videos from Linda because it enables me to work in a way that makes sense to me, right? I like to to work as I'm learning because it helps cement the stuff that I'm learning in my brain. All of their courses are produced with excellent quality, excellent sound. They're in great studios. They have the right people to do the jobs. They're all broken down into bite-sized pieces. They have fantastic searchable transcripts so you can go back and you can take a look at something that you'd learned about a couple of weeks ago. I think this is going to be fantastic for you, but don't just take my word for it. Go and try them out for yourself. If you go to lynda.com, sorry, if you want to go to lynda.com slash connected, that's the key, everyone. lynda.com slash connected, you're going to get access to all of their courses for free for seven days. That's lynda.com slash connected. That shows your support for this show. If you enjoy it, you should go and do it but I think that you'll get a great value out of signing up with Linda. So go to linda.com connected right now. You can sign up and get access to all of their courses for free for seven days. Thank you so much to Linda for the support of this show and Relay FM.
1: Michael. Stephen. Will you tell me about your dad? Yes, I will actually. So
0: um, there's been a lot of stories this week about iOS 8 adoption slowing down. And I mean, my understanding, please correct me if I'm wrong, Stephen, is that there's some there's some information in Apple's development portal which shows iOS adoption. That's where a lot of this information has come from. Is that right?
1: Uh, yeah, and some third-party people, but... Right. Yeah. But
0: so, So there is basically, across the web, there is discussions about the fact that iOS 8 is slowing down you know, all of the signs point to, yes, that's happening. This discussion isn't so much about whether it's happening. We're assuming that it is. Okay. Is that fair to say?
1: Yeah. I mean, so there there are some hard numbers here that um, currently, as of a day or two ago, Apple reported that iOS 8 was installed at 47% of devices. Um, but iOS 7... Was at the same time period almost at 70%. So, pretty, pretty big, pretty big difference. Um, and seven was about the same as six for full comparison. Not great.
0: So, we were going to talk about this on the show. Um, and I was speaking with my dad yesterday, and he has an iPhone 4S. And he was telling me about how he wanted to update his phone but couldn't uh, to iOS eight, so he's on he's on seven point something or other, and he wants to update to iOS eight. So I mean, he, we were talking about this because I was showing him my six plus, and um, he decided that he wanted to to go to tell, to complain to me about about this, which I thought was really interesting at the time. So currently. On his um, 4S, he is using 3 gigabytes of his overall 6 gigabytes available. So he has 3 gigabytes available, 3 gigabytes used. So 6 gigabytes is in total available for him to use on the phone. So I'm assuming he has the 8 gigabyte model, right? Yeah. The biggest amount of data dedicated to one app is 401 megabytes in photos. You can see this. I put the link in the
1: show notes. Yeah, it's which is nothing. I mean, uh, compared to what we do, but like he was intent on showing
0: me. I didn't take any more pictures. That he only had like twenty apps on his phone or something, right? So it it really wasn't a lot of data going into his apps. Um, and then he shows me the software update screen, and it tells him he needs four point seven gigabytes of storage on his phone available. That's rough to be able to install iOS 8. So he needs to delete basically everything to get to this because he would need to delete all of his apps if he didn't want to lose his
1: photos. He needs a cloud photo management solution.
0: I mean, and I know people, to stop people writing in, I did give him this piece of advice that he could plug his iPhone into his computer... And and he could update it that way. As I'm saying these words out to him, I'm instantly regretting it because I don't know what machine he used to create, you know, he used to do the first backup of his phone if he's ever done it. Right. And I foresaw a world where he then erases his phone. Right? By, by doing the update. Yeah, that's fine. it's a big, a fun surprise. And then tried to imagine me telling him to restore from iCloud, which he probably doesn't back up to iCloud.
1: So hashtag clean Mike's dad. And it frustrates him. No, absolutely. Joking aside, it's, it's it's a terrible user experience. He thinks it's ridiculous.
0: But then he goes on to tell me about how his stepson can't update on his iPhone 5. And apparently this is something that him and his friends know is a problem about Apple like, that you can't update the phone software. And also, even if you did, apparently there's nothing new in iOS 8. And also, it breaks your phone anyway. Like, it was just so interesting for me to hear. I was just letting him say all these things. Like, I wasn't saying, like, yeah, I know, but they did fix it. I'm not going to tell him all of that because it wasn't important. But what it was just interesting to me to hear... All of this, all of this thinking, because I got to you know Federico loves to 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 do this sort of stuff, right? Where he listens to people in his real world. Um, and I just found it just just fascinating to be like, well, to see what the the what the media was telling him, i.e., that his phone was going to break if he updated, um. And also the fact that he's facing this problem, right? And so the, the reason that we're talking about all of this is because I believe, as do many, of course, and I think, Stephen, you're probably in the same, I think, if I remember your, your post correctly, that part of the problem is that a lot of people, either their phone doesn't accept iOS 8 now, and it, but it was accepted iOS 7, right, so the iPhone 4, um. Or it's the case that they actually just can't install it. They don't have the space to do it. And and who wants to delete everything from their phones to be able to do an update? Yeah, that's not a
1: solution at all. And like, what
0: happened the last
1: time they updated their phones? Everything looked weird. Everything changed. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's a really, it's sort of a perfect storm for Apple right now. And I think that a lot of devices can't install it. A lot of devices don't have space. I think people got burned with iOS 7. And there's like this, you're talking about in the chat room right now, that there's like a lot of thoughts on like, well, it's really not, you know, there's what, what good do I get to upgrade? There's nothing new anyways. And it's real it's rough. And we, we spoke about this last week that like Apple needs its customers and developers need Apple's customers to be on the newest version of iOS. And when that's not true, it's, it holds everything back. And then we're in like a weird Android situation that no one wants to be in. It, it it's not good and I don't know what the solution is because updates take a certain amount of size. You know, I, I would have liked to think that Apple foresaw this when they looked at over the air updating, but it, it, it leaves people like your dad stuck. And what, I mean, he's going to run iOS seven forever. Like I was on somebody last night. So running iOS six on their phone and I, uh. Uh, kind of the same story, right? Like, uh, I tried to update, but then I didn't want to. And, you know, and the problem yeah, I, is iOS six looks weird.
0: Like Apple is still selling
1: phones
0: that they are still selling phones with eight gigabytes of storage new today. Mm-hmm. Right, in many parts of the world, I don't think they sell them in the US, but they sell them in Europe and in the UK, which I don't understand. I I, I don't get the uh, the reasoning for it.
1: Everything's bigger in America. I don't understand the <laughs> full thing <laughs> just you
0: just carry on um it but the you know these phones they they they're not they're not updatable like I don't know enough about how these things work like I'm just gonna naturally assume there is
1: no other way to do this like yeah, I mean people don't like iTunes is dying off anyways um. And you can definitely still buy an eight gigabyte phone in America as well. The five C comes in at eight gig. Yeah, I, I didn't know.
0: I, I I don't think it launched in America. I didn't know that you now have it. The wizard let us know.
1: Yeah. So, anyways, all that is is not good for Apple. It's not good for its users. But there's kind of a, a other side to this coin. You know, the idea that iOS seven was really buggy and gross, and people like you, including I mean you who are a power user, had. Endless home screen crashes and endless reboots for months. Oh, I've, I've had a couple of home screen crashes, by the way. On eight? Yeah, I have two, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, and a lot of I had a crashes. blue screen. Oh, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But there's there's this, also this conversation going on that, you know, Apple may need to be slowing. It may be Apple's best interest overall to slow down a little bit. And... It could help users. It could help this this idea of uh, these updates come out and they're not really well done, like the Health app or Maps or iOS seven, like that. Together with the fact that people can't update or aren't updating as fast, is it's not a good combo. And it's it's I don't want this to be the story of like Apple software releases, but I fear that that's where they're headed.
0: Did i have any history? going back into history of Apple ever been like this before
1: they what do you mean like the speed or the bugs the yeah the catastrophic failure they definitely have had a lot of releases over the years that had problems like the you know any dot zero version of Mac OS ten for years was was rough around the ed- edges Mac os 10 itself was bad for a long time but as far as like outright bugs I feel like now is about the worst it's ever been. Now, you know, you can go really far back and like, there was like a system seven update that would like delete your hard drive. And like, there's oddball stuff, but it's a little bit unfair to, to compare them because you're talking about a, a device now, right? Like it's very hard for most people to understand that this, the OS on their phone, and their phone are separate things, right? Like I pick up this device and it has these things on it and they just work where, on a computer, if you were a Mac guy in the nineties, you had a really keen understanding that like your system and your hardware were separate. And so it's even if it's not worse now, it sure feels worse because these devices are everywhere. And they iOS has worked really well into the last couple of years. It, it's very um it's a very odd time. I don't I, like it. No, and I don't really know what, what we're expecting to see from it.
0: In all honesty, like,
1: yeah, because because if Apple slows down, they're going to get hammered in the press. Yep, uh, we talked we talked about this last week. Um, but I would argue that the legacy of bad software releases is more damaging in the long term. <laughs> um, and even Android, you see, you see, you know, Android four, or, you know, KitKat, and and releases up like before they've slowed down a little bit as well. And I think that's fine if the quality goes up if they slow down and the quality still not awesome, then that's yeah, kind of the worst of both worlds.
0: Nobody wants the worst of both worlds.
1: I don't want the worst of both worlds at all. But I mean, like, but what are you going to do? Right? Like Apple customers, myself included, like I don't want to use another platform. Like I'm here by choice and I'm not planning on changing my mind on that. So I'm kind of stuck with it. Right? Like, if my phone doesn't work well or iCloud eats my contacts, like I don't know what it would take for Apple to push me away. And so, to an extent, like Apple has forgiveness with its customers, maybe more so than other companies. But as Apple grows and its customer base grows, that would become less and less true. You know, guys like me, I'm you know been there a long time and saw a lot of abuse. And people, you know, older than me have seen a lot of abuse from Cupertino, like just terrible macOS releases. But it's you know, Apple's fans now aren't as loyal as maybe they were five or ten years ago because there's more of them, and it's easier to switch. And so, while well, I'm not looking to move to Android because my iPhone is doing weird things, some people might, and that's that's not not great. Carl's the gray um,
0: in the in the chat room it says. I've never seen a PR nightmare over not releasing an iOS upgrade every year, but I could be wrong. Which is an interesting point, but I think the reason you've not seen it is because it's not happened, right? So we don't have precedent for um, the press being upset about it because right. they've never had it to be upset about before. Yeah. But I in fact, Apple's in the
1: opposite; they've sped up OS 10, yeah. which is horrifying. I hope my desktop OS to be around more than 11 months. Um, So I I don't know, like, I don't know what Apple, I mean, the the best solution, I think, from Apple's perspective is to get QA under control and they can keep the pace they're at. But that requires things of Apple that they don't want. They either have to grow and I think Apple doesn't mind growing. I think it's really hard to grow in these areas just from a staffing perspective. Or Apple has to say, you know what, like, the QA is going to go up. We're still going to release yearly, but they're going to be smaller releases, it's going to be more iterative releases. And then it's kind of like, what's the point of doing that each year? So short of just throwing more people at the problem, and if time is a constraint, which admittedly is set by them, <laughs> that's the only thing they can do. And that's that's not something that's fixed overnight.
0: Right, so let's take a second break to thank our second sponsor for this week's episode, and that's a new sponsor for Connected. It's our friends over at Hover. They are the best way to buy and manage domain names. They're also just the best. I love Hover. Um, I don't. If I want to buy a domain name, I don't go anywhere else. The first place I go is Hover, right? And then I just type in the box the name of the domain that I want, either the keywords or I type in, you know, I love 512pixels.com into the into the search bar and it will tell me if it's available or not. It's It really should be the only place you ever think of to go and buy domain names like because they're just so fantastic. And, I'm, and, and allow me to list the ways that they are fantastic. They have over 200 options of TLDs. They have all of the ones you'd expect like .com, .co, .me, but they also have the crazy new, awesome ones like .plumbing, .sexy, and .coffee. If they took all your fancy, I think everybody should own a .sexy domain. Like, <laughs> I just think that it's just better for everyone, so they can be like standardised, and everybody knows to like type mike.sexy .sexy into their web browser, and they'll get the best thing ever. Um, and they've recently reduced prices on all of these options. Like, they, for example, now .com is twelve ninety nine. At hover which is a fantastic price especially considering you get things like who is privacy for free with all of hover's domains because hover believe that you shouldn't have to pay to keep your private information private it's private for a reason and that's what makes hover so awesome naming things is really hard um, me and steven fought long and hard over hover not hover relay and the name of our company's relay but we use hover as a tool to fight uh, in that we would check... We, one of us would have a, an idea for a domain. We would go and check if it was available at Hover. It meant that we could name the company that. There wasn't many left, but Hover made it easy for us to check because we can just type in words. We could type in selections of keywords. And then when we found the ones that we wanted, when we settled on it, they, it was just... It's simple, it's fast, and it's hassle-free. And this is why I love them. You're not f- faced with thousands of screens and tons of add-ons that you have to add at stupidly high prices... You can just get in, find what you want, and get out again. They have fantastic customer support. No hold, no wait, no transfer telephone support policy. They're famous for this. This is a good reason why. You're going to be talking to real human beings, not robots. But if you do prefer communications with robots, they also have great support documents and guides on their website for getting everything you need. And they have fantastic email support too. Even though the email support is actually humans, not robots, but I think you kind of get what I'm trying going to get at. And don't forget their valet service as well. This is where they take all of the hassles switching from your current domain provider to Hover because they will simply just do it all for you. And this is for free, whether you have... Five domains or a thousand domains are going to do it all. There's so much more awesome stuff about Hover. You should go try them out for yourself. Go now to Hover.com and try them out. And you want to use the code CLEANMIKE at checkout, and you'll get 10% off your first purchase at Hover.com and show your support for this show. That's CLEANMIKE, all one word, C-L-E-A-N-M-Y-K-E. Thank you so much to Hover for sponsoring this episode and supporting all of FM.
1: Hooray. Hooray, Father. They're awesome. All my demands are there.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. So, they're having an iPad event next week. Yep. And I just realized I skipped topic number two. Is it? Well, I mean, let's let's just kill topic number two. Dead. No one will know what it was. (laughs) Uh, So... Is well, it like an iPad event
0: though? Like, do we know yeah. it's an iPad? We have well, no way of knowing.
1: Well, okay. technically, um, no, we don't know because Apple doesn't reveal these things. Because Apple doesn't release products until Apple's ready, Stephen. I didn't know if you That's knew that. That's right. So, there's so they're to- never delayed.
0: Okay, Apple is never delayed. Oh God, it's <laughs> uh, my favorite argument. It's the, it's, it's the the worst, one that I've made. It's but it's the worst argument ever.
1: It's not really the worst argument. It's not ever. the worst argument. So- it's not when they operate on a schedule. Anyway, anyway. S- you mispronounced schedule. There's a link to Mac Stories and a link to Loop Insight in the show notes. October sixteenth, uh Apple's event is tongue in cheek as always, saying it's been way too long.
0: So this is next so. Thursday, right? Sure. All basically every single show on the network is gonna miss is gonna miss it.
1: <laughs> Woo. <laughs> I mean we'll be there the week after. Yeah. I so people sometimes ask why we don't move this show to to handle events. We like time to think. Mm-hmm. Is what I tell people. Yep. Also, I have a job. I like the two of you. I still kind of have one for at least another four and a half weeks. It's like we'd literally just have this conversation. We can thank the European Union for this. So, Jim Davenport says, iPads, Max, and the introduction of iOS.
0: <laughs> Yo, iOS ten. iOS ten. iOS ten. Yo, sanity.
1: Oh, it's in Yosemite. Mm-hmm. I think all that makes a lot of sense. I would totally dig the, uh, what is it, the Retina iMac rumor would be really cool. i sure it would be really expensive. Uh, Mac Mini would be awesome. Do you remember the Mac Mini? It used to be a computer Apple made. Listen to this.
0: Shouldn't did have done ta- that. Shouldn't have done that, but that's, that's the Mac I'm recording on.
1: I don't think, did you hit it? It's not a cool No. One. Does it have a hard drive in it? Not anymore. <laughs> uh, I, I would. I really think the Mac Mini would probably get an update. Uh, this Retina iMac thing is interesting. If the Mac Mini gets an update, what do you think is going to be in
0: it? Like this. This is really in, like uh, it'll be. It'll be processors. I mean,
1: they're not gonna. You remember my article from last year of like. Um, it'll be like SSDs too, though, right? It maybe. I mean, it doesn't. Part of the Mac Mini is the price, right? That they 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 put cheap components in there to keep it cheap. You know, I wrote a thing in September of last year about a theoretical Mac Mini that was like, the Mac Mini is the size and shape it is because of the optical drive. What? How cool would it be if
0: mine doesn't have? They an optical made it. Drive.
1: Well, no, but it's still the same like area. It's like, how cool would it be if you took a MacBook Air and just put it in an aluminum case with no battery? So I don't know. I don't think we're going to see that. I think it'll, if the Mac Mini gets updated, it'll be processors and RAM or something like that.
0: You, you really don't think solid state, though? You really think that they I would I think maybe it's an
1: option, but I don't think they're going to do it by default. I don't think they can to so keep weird. the price point. That would seem so weird it's the, to me. But the Mac Mini is so cheap, and SSDs are expensive compared to hard drives.
0: The, the reason I asked this is, like, I need no I don't need <laughs> You need you need a computer I would like a faster production machine because I'm using this Mac mini it's got a spinning disk in it and I feel that like I I feel the slowness in everything that I do because I've used um I've used solid state devices to do this sort of stuff before so you know I know what it can feel like to use a much faster
1: why not God. put an SSD in their Mac mini? I did that at home. My home machine is a Mac mini with an SSD in it.
0: Why don't you put an SSD in my Mac mini?
1: Mail it to me. But then what do I record on? Just take the week off. Okay. I mean, I, I, do I don't
0: that. like to mess around with the machines that are That's... powering the network. Like I don't want to do that. <laughs> Even if it's simply as something like replacing a hard drive, I don't want to do
1: it. No, I know. And, uh, I get it. Uh, I mean, it'd be great. It'd be great to have an SSD Mac Mini. and but Maybe they will, but this, I, I'd what, be a little surprised. I think I'm still running. I don't even want to know. I'm running
0: Mountain Lion. That's oh, not too Mountain bad. Mountain Lion? No, I'm running. Mountain Lion. Yeah. Mountain Lion's 10.8, right? Mizzy, Lizzy, yeah. Yeah, I'm running 10.8. Good for you. Well, I, I would still be on uh, Lion, but they made me update it so I could use Logic Pro. Yeah. Because again, I don't like to do anything to that machine, like because it works right now, so don't touch it. But anyway, all of this is to say, I would like a a faster, more powerful computer. I don't want an iMac because I don't want to lose the the audio in and audio out. It's just purely, I just don't want the Mac Mini have
1: audio in and out. Yes. Oh,
0: I didn't realize that was still around. Yeah. Um, The Mac Pro has it. Yeah. So then the only thing is like I want to go we have to go to a Mac Pro. And I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um so a new Mac mini would probably would hopefully good like be good if it had a what what processor do you think you'd get like an i5 an i7? Yeah,
1: which I think yeah. you can do I think you do now but it's an older Yeah. That's uh it's not even haswell I don't think. Like it's 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 pretty old. So, I but, mean, you know, if, if you could do an i7 with an SSD and like 16 gigs of RAM, that'd be a fine machine for what you need. I need a fine machine. I mean, I, and then I'd be very happy.
0: I would be very, very
1: happy with that, I think. Um, so we'll cross our fingers. And, okay, so to be clear, before save say people from emailing us, you can get a Mac Mini with an SSD. You can get a 256 gig SSD and... It's 200 bucks. Yeah, I, I don't want Apple. 256 though, you know. Or if you buy the Apple server version of it, which is that. then you can get two 256 gig drives for $600. So I'm I, not really ideally, sure why the price goes up. Ideally, I would like to put... <laughs> I mean, math does not really scale. I would like to be able to put a terabyte. like Of of SSDs? Yeah. Send it to me. could totally do it. I n- <laughs> Okay. So God could I, okay. Like I can no, I could do no, it. No uh, you should take it somewhere. I'm not doing it. Will there are not? a lot of people making SSD puns in the oh, chat room. I will ban it. I will ban you. On, touch it. Uh,
0: oh I how I have to say this. Aaron L M. Goodwin. It will be SSD
1: cent. It's not even a pun. You just threw letters together. No, it is a pun. It's not a very good one. It's an excellent pun. What about a, so even a RedNet iMac, you you want the audio in and out? I want the audio in and out.
0: I use FireWire sometimes. Sometimes I use audio in and out, right? Sue me. Like a gentleman. Just sue me. But I just, I could use FireWire, but whatever. I, I just like to know that it's there. If something goes wrong, if something blows up, like it's just, it's there. I've had horrible things happen with the FireWire in this machine once when i think it shorted do you remember that that was a i do remember day. that yeah that was, ho- was a horrible day and i um, fixed
1: it for you over text message did you fix it did no, so I a, retina, you did. A, a retina iMac would be cool so we didn't talk about this so i own yeah. a retina macbook pro i own a retina macbook pro now and uh lots of things on the internet are blurry which is not good you have to just get used to that and you do get used it's, to it uh, so also, I, got third- you know, I know you don't, but don't run it at the best for Retina. Just don't ever do that. Anybody that does that <laughs> is crazy. It's way too small for me. So I use the the 1440 by 900 setting, so the one-click better than stock. And the, the Retina is really nice. And so I use an external display at my desk, and it's not Retina, and it makes me sad. But I can't imagine... Like, a Retina iMac would be maybe like vaguely overwhelming. <laughs> like your background picture is like you're looking at the window because it's enormous in retina. David so we'll Sparks
0: see. has had uh, some fantastic points about this, like what you should and shouldn't do. And he was like, don't look at it. If you yeah. <laughs> if you don't want to buy one, don't ever go to a store and don't ever look at it because that screen will look incredible. Like it will be just insane. But I feel like that will be such a terrible version one. Like, I can't Maybe. even imagine the amount of things that would go wrong. I mean, I the mean what, 13, size, what size do you think it would be? 27. That seems like just... And I
1: think, like, this Apple Insider article, kind of, the conversation has been that it would sit above the 27-inch in the current lineup so they can justify the $12,000 it would cost. It's the same as they did with the Retina MacBook Pro, right? They, exactly. They, they show exactly it right. as, this is the
0: future of computing.
1: That's exactly right, Michael.
0: Look at my, I, I'm a Apple historian now. Congratulations to me. That's um, literally all it takes. Like, I I feel like, to me, I mean, look, um, there are smarter people that can tell me this is wrong, okay? I feel like it would just heat up. I feel like it would be the hottest computer in the world. Like, I just imagine, like, all of these little pixels yeah. working really, really hard, and it just starts I, to melt. I don't think you... Whatever. <laughs> I just, that's how I feel, okay? So what?
1: So what about iPads? Thinner? Can I, I just say I don't even care. <laughs> like, I don't. So what I do want, <laughs> I just. I'm care. not. I'm not going to upgrade my iPad this year.
0: I haven't used my iPad in a month. However long I've had my iPhone six. That's Plus. a good.
1: That's a good workflow.
0: I've not used my my iPad at all.
1: I really want Touch ID on my iPad though. So I I skipped the five S. So mm-hmm. I'm from a five to a six. And this is my first device with Touch ID. And I love it. And I want to use it for everything. And I turn it on to apps that don't even require it because I get to use it.
0: No, I want Touch ID on my Mac more than I want yeah, on my iPad. Yeah, that would be
1: legit. But on, I think it'll obviously be on the iPads. Do we want a bigger iPad? I don't so want a bigger iPad. So there would have to be
0: a really good reason. Like the only thing, uh, this sounds crazy, but I don't want a mini, right? Because it's too close in size to my 6+. plus. Yeah. They're not that close, right? The the iPad is, still feels different, but they're close enough. Like the the main things that I would do on my iPad is read, right? But this six plus screen is perfect for reading. Like it's just fantastic. It looks better, uh, and it's it's easier to hold, uh, et cetera, etc. Um I don't like the air form factor. I don't like it. I think it what looks crazy. That? I think it looks like Fisher-Price iPad, because everything wow. is huge. Like, the, all the icons are huge. Uh, and I still think it's too big and too heavy, even the Air. Like, I I don't like it. Since the day the Mini came out, I've fought, fallen out of love with the original iPad form factor in all of its form factors, with the huge comical picture frame bezel, and then even, even in its current form. I just don't like the big iPads. They don't make sense to me. So the only thing I can think of is like a super big iPad would obviously be for a reason. Well, actually, I say that they never really gave a reason for the big phones. So maybe it's like big iPad, absolutely. Yeah, bigger, Apple doesn't have to explain bigger, anything anymore. Then bigger, then bigger. There you go. That's what it's going to say. And bigger, then... than bigger than bigger than bigger
1: than <laughs> bigger, bigger 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 bigger.
0: If they do this like split screen stuff, which I still don't actually think would be that great. Uh, that's the only reason I can foresee them doing it. I mean, at that point, they're just Microsoft, right? Because that's just what Microsoft did. Uh, I don't really see what
1: more you'd get out of it, but someone like Federico Bertici would have like a field day, right? I mean, maybe. It's got to be done well, and my faith in that working currently at Apple is waning. I
0: feel like you need... Waxing?
1: I I think we need another year. Waxing or waning? Which one means getting
0: smaller? Waning. You don't even trust me, do you? I don't know why you asked me, but it is waning. Um, th- I feel like you need to give it another year for developers to really understand or to lay out because clearly quite a lot of them ignored it. <laughs> it's like, eh, that'd be fine. <laughs> no. Remember the time you, you, blew, you made fun of be for an hour? Nobody, nobody disagreed with me vehemently, so... I mean, it's clear, right? I mean, and I'm not saying that I know better than everybody, but some developers decided to follow the ultra layout rules and some of them didn't. The ones that didn't now are working really, really hard. I'm looking at you, Google, right? I'm just looking straight at you because I don't know what you're doing over there, but I don't understand why my my app still look like this, why I'm still using Fisher-Price keyboards. Fisher-Price is the word of the day.
1: Yeah, they're going to sue us. Oh, they're going to sponsor. This,
0: yeah. It's one or the other. Um, I. What about
1: Apple Pay? Right. I saw I a dumb rumor about this.
0: Apple Pay and an
1: iPad. Now. Whatever. I totally want to pay with a 12 inch iPad. <laughs> cool. Like, oh, like, oh, uh, a good thing I bought my iMac. So I could pay with like touch, like pick up a twenty. Have you picked up a 27 inch iMac? It's like picking up a car. And, I. Like, I you drop it to, on the Starbucks counter, and like a barista cuts herself on the glass. Like it's just not gonna I do well. I bought a
0: 27 inch iMac and then had to carry it home on the tube, and I honestly thought Holy my arms crap. were gonna break off. Did you think you were gonna get home. mugged?
1: You can't like hide that in your bag. It,
0: I was walking along the streets of London with this huge box. There's no easy way to hold it. I didn't want to hold it by the handle because I was confident the handle was just gonna snap. Oh right
1: off. oh 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 oh. The new thin iMacs. Can I tell you about this? The new thin iMacs that are dumb because you can't upgrade the RAM.
0: Are we going back to this again.
1: Yeah, it was like two years ago. Uh, the boxes are trapezoidal, so you can't stack them on each other. Like it, it's insane, and they open like a garage door, well, and it's could, the can't, worst can't, thing in the like,
0: world. You like do some weird stacking where you do one and then turn the other one upside down.
1: Yeah, and then when you open it, your iMac falls out and it explodes. And people in the chat room <laughs> are saying the the <laughs> iPad won't have NFC, and I just don't know about that because this guy's Twitter handle is crazy. Let's see. Touch ID enabled iPads get the same setup screen but without the part oh, oh. Someone's been poking right at iOS eight. What's happening? I don't know. It's in the chat. Oh right. yeah,
0: this ham's a sued person. I've seen them today.
1: Uh Did he did he was he yellow with one eye? Well, yeah. It's this despicable me character. He's in London. You you may have actually seen him. Um there have been many
0: tweets from this person like hacking into iOS. Like, yeah. showing what the Apple Pay setup information is going to be like, and loads of just interesting things. I should follow this person. They are they are digging around and they are having a great time.
1: Until Apple bombs your house with a d- drone, is that what they do? I don't know. I don't work there anymore. <laughs> are we done? I feel like this show over. No, long. this now is it's just getting good.
0: It um, is i I how's your CES? It's great. Um Yos Ten Yosemite. Are we oh gonna God. get what's gonna happen? Is it gonna ship next week? I hope not. <laughs> 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 Don't ask me
1: how my review is. Uh last year they did it. They they dropped Yosemite on the like on the day of the event. Or Mavericks last year, whatever the old one was. I would say that they could do it at the event unless there's new Mac hardware, in which case they will say, hey, order the new 12-inch MacBook Air or the new Retina iMac. They ship next Friday, and Yosemite ships with them. So we'll see. Um, There's, there's been like 19 Gold Master releases, so I don't know what's happening over there. Could... Yeah, I
0: love I love Gold Master too. It's not... Oh, no, either the way it's supposed to work. I love it. It's like because the first one wasn't golden enough. Um, but a Mac, right? With Mac hardware, couldn't they just say shipping today? They um, could. And so they it, would the, just do
1: it anyway? They, they I mean, the, yes, for sure. Uh, my guess is that we will probably see Yosemite on the 16th. But I don't know. That's not the date I... That had floated around earlier that I'd seen, so... When you say your your review isn't ready, are you actually doing a review? I've done, like, four
0: now. Well, I don't know if you're doing one. You said you were just doing a design one.
1: Yeah, that's what it's going to become, I think. Right. Because the design section is really finished and the other stuff is really not finished, so I think that's what I'm going to do. Hmm. The, Ma- the Mavericks review is still the longest thing I ever posted on my site. should read it. There's jokes about you in it. I think I did read it. I, think I there, read weren't yours any, there weren't any videos. And I read Syracuse's. Yeah. Oh, no, I blame Matthew Alexander. And I will do that again. This, oh, look what's in footnote one. I'm going to link directly to the footnote in the show notes because people should definitely watch that video.
0: Can you please? Too late. Okay, what are we oh, even no. doing now? Have you run Yosemite? Um, I've hmm. ran the first preview uh the the um what do they call it the for the wwdc for the normal people uh public beta um i ran the first public beta just so i could try out the app previews because that seemed like a really good idea then i got too busy with this relay thing so i've not pursued app previews but i may start looking at app previews again as in selling my voice to Ambre,
1: So you really Ambre. didn't answer. Are you still running Yosemite? I I put it on an external hard drive. Good, good boy.
0: Um, and I ran it that one day. Then I um may have accidentally signed up for iCloud Drive, ruined everything. Um, <laughs> just sped through that. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And clear what still won't sync, and
1: I've not used it since. Good times. So now I'm waiting. <laughs> I'm running it full time. Oh. I have been for a while now. How do you feel about it now you're using it on a retina? It's so much better. MacBook. <laughs> it looks really bad on a non-retina machine. It looks really good on a retina machine.
0: Does it look really bad or does it not look as good?
1: It's muddy. Like the, I mean, the colors are fine. Helvetica just doesn't do very well. It's sort of, sort of gross in places.
0: So isn't it maybe the wrong time?
1: To go to Helvetica? Yeah.
0: Because yeah. what's the portion of Macs that have got retina screens? Like all of
1: them except the ones that don't. It's like the MacBook it's Pro It's not is. a lot. It's not, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's not a ton of them. So if you don't own a MacBook Pro from the last couple of years, a Mavericks forever. it's going to look terrible. It, it's It's not awful, but once you get into it on a retina machine, you don't want to go back. Yeah, it's it's fine. I mean, Gold Master jokes aside, it's pretty stable at this point. It's 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 pretty much ready to go. I think. Really. Except for the part where Finder sometimes doesn't start, and you have to reboot your computer because like a, you don't because you don't have a Finder anymore. It seems like a pretty big thing. That's fine. You don't need Finder. The Finder icon is the worst part about Yosemite. I should just review the Finder app icon. I love the Finder app icon. It looks so
0: happy, oh, and it makes gosh. me feel happy. He's methed out. That's, not good. That's why I like. He's blue, like the meth. <laughs> you know, it's so so good. <laughs>
1: dark mode still look horrible. It's not. It's not good. It's not good at all. It's um third party. Icons that live in the menu bar obviously need updating, so a lot of it is sort of grossness there, but like it just looks I don't know like the contrast is really weird in places and it's kind of harsh like when you hover over it in like the blue or gray appearance theme. Like sometimes it's like the edges look weird. I don't know. I'm not I'm not a fan, I've not been running it in dark mode. I don't I don't plan on it. So Okay. If you'd like to find the show notes for this
0: week's episode of Connected, you should uh, point to your web navigator to relay.fm slash connected slash 8. That's the way you're going to find all the show notes. Um, if you would like to catch up with Mr. Stephen Hackett and what he does on the internet, then you should you should go to Twitter and follow him. He's at ISMH on Twitter, and he writes over at 512pixels.net. I am Mike Hurley. I am at iMike. I am YKE. I host a cavalcade of podcasts <laughs> at relay.fm. <laughs> You go there and click everything except Clockwise, which you should be listening to, by the way. Um, you will hear my voice. Um, if sometimes, if you click specific episodes of Clockwise, you will also hear my voice, but I'm not there all the time. Uh, but you should be listening <laughs> to that show anyway, because that's a great addition <laughs> to the network. So, thank <laughs> you, happened? thank you to Jason Snow and Dan Warren for for bringing that over. Um, I'm trying to think of some other things to say. Uh, I will soon be fun employed. Uh, as part of Real AFM. So that would be great. Looking for, really looking forward to that. Um, about four and a bit weeks. I'm just filling time now. I, this is quite kind just, of fun. We you just
1: our Twitter handles and we get home? I've already done it. If you'd like oh. to
0: find Federico Vitici, he's at maxstories.net and he is at Vitici, V-I-T-I-C-C-I. If you'd like to find Casey Liss, just... <laughs> he... Uh, is it com.
1: I don't know. I don't not familiar he's with that. He's at
0: story. Casey Liss on Twitter. That's C-A-S-E-Y-L-I-S-S. It's Casey Liss. And he hosts analog on Relay FM. Um anybody else? John Gruber, he's at, at Gruber on Twitter. And he writes it during Fireball. I think that's about it. That's everybody, I think, that you need to know. Um we'll be back next week with Federico, hopefully, so we can try and restore some order to this podcast. Until then, say goodbye, Stephen. Adios.